Hey everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. Today, we're going to take a little bit of a different direction, and we'll uh, talk more about that in a minute. Alright everyone, it's Matt and Justin. We're back with the Double Click Podcast. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about discipleship, what it means to be a group leader. And so we are still going to talk about something very relevant to that, because if you've been in a group, no doubt your conversation goes to things that are currently happening in the world. And before we get too deep into this, I need you to go ahead and give us a really, really big eye roll (laughs) over the topic we're going to be talking about. Because as a topic, uh, this one's going to get interesting. At this point, we are kind of going into round two of the COVID season. Mm. And so, as we were talking, at this point, it's unavoidable. At this point, it's unavoidable. If it hasn't affected you yet, at good chance at some point it will. If somebody close to you hasn't had it, at some point they're going to. But we want to take on a little bit more of a spiritual turn in processing this, just in helping us know how do we evaluate ourselves during this season? So we're going to take the ship. We're going to turn into the storm a little bit today. But here's here's what sparked our conversation for today. So over about the last month, I've had more and more conversations, and as me and Justin were talking, where people begin to use a phrase that goes something like this. I don't understand how anyone can dot, dot, dot. Mm. And that's always been a phrase you hear in our culture, but even more so now with what seems like this endless list of things people disagree on. We kind of have entered this season to where everybody understands the way they think, but they don't understand the way other people think and how they get there. Mm -hmm. So as me and Justin were talking, we kind of said, okay, we want to write this out as a formula. Like, we want to write this out as a formula, and then we're going to take a very big, big spiritual application to how do we plug in as believers into that formula to evaluate where we are at mentally and spiritually and where our focus is at. And so here's what we came up with, all right? So it's a pretty simple formula, and it goes like there. There's three words we're going to say, and it goes like this. Fear, fact, and focus. Because when we look at the way people are processing the world around them, pre-COVID, before this, and all this, it was the same thing. The way you viewed the world and all of that led to an action, your fear, your facts, and your focus leads to how you live, how you make decisions, Mm -hmm. and the way you live your life. And it also, in this season, very much so, and it's elevated right now, leads to our level of frustration with other people, Mm. which leads us to things where we begin to attach checkbox items to global feelings, actions, beliefs. And so you can get into a phrase where somebody can say, I can't understand how a believer can one action. Or I don't understand how somebody can say this, but then they do this. And that's one of the big things we have to understand. You cannot understand what in, how another person feels, what they experience, or what's going on right. in their life. So when we look at this formula, this fear plus fact plus focus equals action, like let's apply that out to what a lot of people are dealing with today. And once again, what we're, our goal of today is for you to have an evaluation of yourself, to understand what you fear, where your facts are coming from, where your focus is, and therefore how that, how that affects your actions. So let's apply this with the first one. Let's just say you as an individual, your biggest fear right now is COVID itself. Like, that that's your biggest fear. If that is your biggest fear, then probably most likely what, what you're looking at and what you're intaking has led you to the fact, for example, and this is just one of those facts, that masks prevent COVID 
And therefore, your focus is all about, or, or not even mask, just social distancing in mm-hmm. general, staying at home. Staying away. Staying away prevents it. Then your focus solely in life right now is we have to get rid of COVID. Now, there might be other things and factors of why you want to do that, but that's what dictates your actions. So that's a person, if we're describing that person, that's somebody who is going to be angry at other people who aren't acting the same way you act, which all of these are going to be true with. So let's take it with a different different approach. If someone's fear is corrupt government, and that can be articulated a lot of different ways, then what you're really looking at is the fact that you feel that this party or that party is corrupt. They're messed up. They're evil. And you have facts and things and information to back that up. And so what it ends up with is you have a focus that you need to get rid of that political party or mm-hmm. that political party's agenda or mindset. And you can keep going down this line, and some other ones that we keep encountering, we keep running into, is you take somebody else and you say that their biggest fear is conventional and modern medicine and chemistry and processed medicines and things of that nature. And you get into a place where you see all of that as bad, and so you have a lot of facts built up that support that. And so your goal and focus with long-term health then becomes very holistic. And so all of a sudden your focus in this season, for example, becomes very anti-vaccine, very anti-mask, and you look at other people in the same way as we've mentioned to these three, you have three different people that all have a different fear point, therefore have different facts that support that, where their focus is different, and you start to look at people through that filter, and it creates tension. And we can go even further. There are a lot of us out there that we're not even in those three categories. You're in a category where your fear is that things aren't going to become normal again. Yeah. And so what you do with that is you, you, you have these, these facts and these, these aspects where your fact might be, I just need to avoid the dramatic situations. Mm-hmm. And so in a different way, you will only walk into rooms and conversations and inner places to where there's no conversation about any other things that we mentioned because you're just holding on to the fact that things become normal. And so when you get to this equation to where you have this fear, this fact, and this focus, what, what, what I've encountered lately is this endless conversation that has the same rhythm, but it's different people. Is I'll get in a conversation with somebody, they'll bring up the topic, which is normally the fear. Then all of a sudden, I'll get fact-bombed. They'll be like, hey, did you hear about dot, dot, dot? Or did you know that dot, dot, dot? And so it's really, and and it's very, very interesting because we're in a time where truthful facts are in limbo, right? Right. A fact could be a meme on social media that somehow gets turned into, hey, this is this is now a fact, and that's literally just someone's opinion that they've put a picture with or, you know, a large font, and they posted it, and it's a headline. And now we grab a hold of that, and we're starting to write narratives and form opinions yeah. on other people's opinions, and really it's it's not fact. Yeah, and that's and that's what's tough, and that's one of the conversations we've got, you know, I, that, that always, like, as I'm sitting there and I'm in a conversation – and I'm listening to somebody, and somebody will drop that fact. Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing is they're setting you up to like, hey, this is my biggest fear. And, and really you take the mentality when you have that big fear or that big problem that becomes a passion. And that's what happens with it. When you have a fear that is closely related to your passion, all of a sudden it's the thing you're talking about the most. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that you're trying to bring other people alongside you to agree with you on. And so when we looked at these, and me and Justin kind of wrote all these up there and went, okay, what are the biggest biggest ones we're hearing over and over again or variations of it? And once again, because we're doing this from a self-evaluation perspective, 
because the goal of this is we're going to ask you at the end of this, what's your fear, where are your facts, and what's your focus? You, you might not be exactly on one of these, right. but here's what happens when you use this formula and you get to the bottom of it to the action step. The action step for all of these is this becomes what you're evangelizing. Mm. Like this becomes what you think about, what you obsess about. This becomes really what happens is, and we can talk about this with modern technology, which is, is part, of the, part of the thing that kind of accelerates it. Like when you go onto a web browser and search for something over and over again, your computer learns you. Yeah. It learns what you clicks on. And so what happens is, is it continues to find things that are like that thing you clicked on over and over again. And the more you click, the more intense it gets. And so what ends up happening is you have a renewing of your mind mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden, when you pick up your phone, when you pick up your computer, your, your, your tablet, whatever, you have an inflow of information. And I was starting to think about this the other day. You have an inflow of information that is pushing you further down the fear path. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day because it's really weird because a lot of times uh, b- the services at, at, at both churches I'm, I'm a part of, they start at 930. And so without fail, we'll have a prayer meeting. I'll be getting ready to preach. And then my phone will send me a screen time notification at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. And it will tell me my average screen time per day. Mm. And I see it most of the time, and just and just just full transparency, mine is somewhere between an hour and fifteen minutes to an hour and forty five minutes a day. And so, put that into perspective. Put into perspective that as technology processes, as we begin to focus, if an individual is spending, let's cut that in half, forty five minutes a day, continuing to search for facts that support their fear, mm. that is a deep, deep hole. Mm-hmm. That's a deep hole. Mm-hmm. And that gets really tough because there's a lot of times in these conversations, I'm sitting there talking. And here's what's weird about this season. I talk to a lot of people that I consider rational human beings. And it's all of a sudden, like in this in this window, they're starting to drop these facts. And I'm going, wait a minute. Where did that come from? Right. Like, where's that focus at? Right. Yeah. I, the thing that's been convicting me in this season and just lately is, Going back to our minds, they are finite. They have a limited capacity. Um, there is not, they're not just open-ended. I know we try to multitask and we think we can just shove all kinds of information in there. But as I truly believe as we put information in, at some point, if it's full, information has to, to fall out. And so yeah. where I'm getting at it with that is that if we have a bunch of false things or fear-based things that we're filling up our minds with, then the truth and the other things, the positive, the good things, are probably filtering out as we continue to squeeze in more yeah, and more of this negative garbage. Absolutely. And so this is where we want to take the turn, okay? Because, once again, I've spent the last, mainly, mainly me, just, just, Justin's, Justin's allowed me to ramble. For I'm a good listener. Minute. Thanks. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. But the deal is, is I don't want to stop on, yes, the world is broken. The darkness, darkness is always going to be dark. People are always going to struggle with sinful distraction, things of that nature. Here's where I want to make the turn. I want to take this same formula, this fear plus fact plus focus, and I want to rebuild it from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Because watch this, watch this. All throughout Scripture, it talks about the fear of God, mm-hmm. that God should be the greatest thing that we fear. 
there's actually a Bible verse as me and me and Justin were talking through this that came to mind and I read it and Justin was like, whoa, that's that's like 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 that's not nice, Matt. Why would you read that? And literally the Bible verse in, in Luke 12 talks about this. It starts in verse four and it says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have done nothing more than they can do. But I will warn you whom you fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And what that's talking about is fearing God. Mm -hmm. And so when you take this formula and it begins with the fear of God, and then you add in the facts. Mm -hmm. And the way we worded this, and you can word this a lot of ways, you can talk about God as the most powerful being in the world. You can talk about God is the one who created all of us. God knows what's going to happen. He has this plan. And then we wrote up this really dangerous phrase for what the fact was with if your fear is God. And the fact is this, that God is the one that's in control. And I know, I know, okay, if you've been in church for a long period of time, that's the thing that your grandmother says to you that has zero application that people treat like that magical bumper sticker phrase they say that's like, oh, okay, now you feel better because I said God is in control, yeah. even though life's, life's hard right now. Right. But what we're talking about here is because we're getting to an action. Because if your greatest fear is God, if God is the one who is in control, then your focus becomes the mission of God. Mm -hmm. To go into the world and make disciples, to worship God and bring other worshipers to worship Him. And here's the tension we have with this. is like you might even sit there and go like, oh yeah, okay, I get this. This is that, that pastor formula or whatever it's going to be. But here's the tension you have. For most of us, Right now, and even before the season, we have a competitive fear. We have a fear that is competing against us. So just like we're asking you to do, me and Justin were talking through this, and we were going, okay, let, let's take a deep dive personally here, and let's talk about right now at this moment, what is our fear that is trying to compete with God in our minds? Hmm. And so as we broke this down, mine was really security, and what I mean by that is not like like my physical safety, but I mean like the fact that I'm going to be able to provide for my family long term. And this really has come prior long to long prior to the COVID season. Mm -hmm. And so really what I'm looking at is when it comes to that idea that I need to have the security that 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 I'm going to be able to continue to live life the way I want to live it, all of a sudden my facts start to build from my own brain and worldly wisdom. Is I start to grab facts about, well, if that's going to be the thing, then I have to stay in this job, and then I have to uh, continue to work hard, and I have to have to. There was a season where, like, me and my wife were having a conversation about her getting a job that was very unhealthy because for me it was all about well, we need to build out that that safety and that security. Like, we purchased a house at one point um, that was that was great for the season, but we held on to it longer than God wanted us to because mm -hmm. for me it was financial security. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to it, when that became my focus, it completely disrupted the mission of God. And my conversations with other people would be me searching out how to have financial security. Mm. And so that became my fear and my focus. Um, at other times in my life, and this is one we talked about that's a little, little bit different, that created within me anxiety. Because when I didn't have that safety and that security and that control, it created anxiety. And that's what we're going to do in just a minute. But first, Justin, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, yeah. if you're processing with you within you, what is your competitive fear? What's that thing that causes you to fear it more than you should fear more than God? Yeah, it, mine certainly, like you, Matt, uh, predates the COVID season. It's, it's a long-lasting thing. But 
Uh, for me, it's it's a fear of not measuring up, of not being good enough, um, really in any area of my life, whether that's professional or personal. Um, and I think because of that fear, the fact that I cling to, and again, we say fact with, with air quotes almost, right? It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a fact that I deem as a fact, um, is if that if I don't perform, then I don't have value. If I'm not, if I'm not being... Uh, performing the best that I can or, or having um, just just accolades to my name that I, I don't have value. My work determines my worth. Um, and, of course, you know, my, my focus there is uh, I just need to keep cranking stuff out. I need to have high-quality outputs, kind of like what you said. It just needs to be work. I need yeah. to prove myself. And my work determines uh, my worth and my value there and will we'll show you that I am worth something um, because – personally, you know, fearfully, I don't, I don't fear that I am good enough. So I think that's, that would be the fear and the fact and the focus, um, that, that competes with, with God's truth, uh, in my life. Absolutely. And I think that's where, when we get to this point and we understand where we are all the same in our walk at all times, and especially right now, and it's heightened right now, is that we have something that is trying to distract us from God. And when we verbalize it as this fear point, that's how we begin to understand. We don't have to fully understand. You can't fully understand any other person, whether it's your spouse or anything else. But we begin to be able to process, how does this person think, act, and believe this? It's because they have a different fear than you do. Mm -hmm. It's because their fear point is something different. And we, as the body of believers, where we're going to begin to get it back together, where we're going to begin to come back and rally around the things that we do believe in, what we're for, is language we've been using a lot in the office lately, is when we understand that our greatest fear is God. Mm. Like having all these other opinions, everything else we talked about, whether it's holistic medicine, political, your thoughts on the COVID season, whatever it is, having all those as an opinion within this world, they're fine. Like there's nothing with that. But when it becomes your dominant fear and it overrides your fear of God, that's when all of a sudden our uniqueness and our difference and the way God created us differently and think differently becomes something that divides us instead of something that unites us. Mm. And that's where when you begin to play this out, and like we go back to the very beginning of this and we talked about, when you get to the end of that fear plus fact plus focus equals, that equals is what you're evangelizing. Mm -hmm. And as a church, that's what we've got to do because we've got to understand, and this is some language we've been using in the office a lot, a lot, a lot lately, is we want to make sure we're rooted in that fear of God. And so we've been trying to remind ourselves that it is way more scary to know that people are dying and not knowing Jesus. So we've got to be the church. Mm -hmm. We have to be the church, and that's where we want our focus to be because we're in a season where because of all of these things, we don't know how to please people. Mm. We don't know how to make people happy, which is an unhealthy way of conducting yourself as a believer or as a body of believers. And so that's a little bit of a blessing that God's taken that away from us mm -hmm. so that we can focus on, okay, we have to please God. We have to honor him because he is the thing that we fear the most. Mm -hmm. And so with that, here's the question and the challenge we have for you today. Because more than likely you're listening to this, is one, we want you to name your fear. We want you to name your fear. We want you to dig deep. We want you to take a few minutes and process through and go, okay, how do I articulate what my biggest fear is outside of God? 
Yeah. And it can be in this COVID season, or like Matt's example and my example, this could be something that predates that it's been a long struggle within your life. Really dig deep uh, to, to figure out what that fear is for you. Absolutely. And, and, and it's not going to be full. Like, let me say this. You're not going to be able to sit there and in a few minutes be able to 100% articulate the full depth of what that is, what that battle is within you. But you want to be able to articulate it in some way and continue to work on it. And so the first thing you're going to do is name that fear. Number two, you're going to check your facts. And the only way I can say this and the only way I can point this is if we're talking about the idea of God is in control, a lot of times we say that and it's just a it's a non-actionable phrase. And that's where it loses meaning for me at all. When somebody says that to me as a comfort because I'm going through a hard time or whatever, I kind of like like I kind of do that internal eye roll and go, "Yes, I know, but what does that have to do with me?" Yeah, I, that I love that because believing that God is in control is is definitely an action step because believing that God is in control it leads to radical surrender of control. Um, I think as believers if God is in control, we can't be. Two, right. pe- two people are not in control. Right. So if we're saying that, if we're believing that, that is not just a warm, fuzzy hallmark stamp that's just that you just hand out to people. It is if you believe it and you're going to say it, that God is in control, you can't be in control. And you have to surrender that control unto him. Right. And the way that those checking your facts really plays out, if God is in control— then you want to fill your mind with the things of God more than anything else. That's right. And this is where that tension comes in, where you've heard this before. Like, you need to be infeeding the Word of God and as that balance to be able to face a broken world. You know, because if you're if you're retaining more information, pushing more information in your brain that are earthly facts, no matter what they are, no matter what they are, earthly facts that are outweighing the truths of Scripture and the truths of God, it's going to be really hard for you to circle back around, to refocus. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get to the third step. We said name your fear, check your facts, and the next one is refocus. Reevaluate your actions, what you're doing, what's going on, how you're having conversations, and figure out what you need to shift. Mm-hmm. And so that's your big challenge for today. We are all sitting here balancing and fighting and internally struggling with a fear that is competing with the greatest fear, which is the fear of God. Therefore, we find ourselves in situations where we're evangelizing something other than the gospel that is a worldly concern, and it might be a big deal. But at the end of the day, it's not as important. It's absolutely not as important. And that leads us to, and we talked about this, we're not going to spend too much time on it, where we create these litmus tests, these one-line phrases that are past fails of are you a, are you a good believer? Do you love people? Do you care about people? Well, then you need to do only this action. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. It's not how it does. And so we need to evaluate, and that's the goal within us. As I, you can't control the people around you. You have a responsibility to spread the gospel, mm-hmm. not a gospel. Mm. That's right. And that's heavy. That's really heavy. And so what me and me and, me and Justin have talked about doing is we want to make sure as we wake up every day is that we're reminding ourselves and we're asking God to remind us that he is the thing, the one, the being that we should be the most afraid of because it's a, he's, he's eternal. Mm-hmm. And therefore, our action and our focus right now is we want to make sure that we're taking every opportunity to evangelize him and continue to be his church. So there's your challenge for today. We're going to wrap it up real quick. Once again, our goal, what we wanted to do today was really 
give you a positive action step in this season and some maybe some things to process through on how you're processing the season and what you need to do. Once again, we want to remind you, stop focusing on the brokenness and the darkness of the world around yeah. you because the darkness is just being dark. Yeah. It always has been. It might be heightened or more felt right now, but that doesn't mean it's any different than the other time. Yeah, it's swapping your fears, your facts, and your focus for the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom, for the fact that God mm-hmm. is in control, and we're asking because of those things, you'll focus on the mission that he's given us as believers. So swap your fear, fact, and focus for that fear, fact, and focus. Mm. I can't say it better than that. Your fear plus your fact plus your focus equals what you're evangelizing. Mm -hmm. Spend some time with God today praying through it, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 